Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. They tell you what they know. Deuce and more. Deuce and more. Hey, welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast on the second night of a back-to-back. It's a Wednesday night, and the Kings got maybe not their best win of the season, but it was my favorite. The Kings go to Toronto and beat the Raptors 124 to 123 behind a huge night from Demonis Sabonis, a huge night from De'Aaron Fox, and contributions from a little bit of everyone tonight. And the Kings get a much-needed win after back-to-back ugly losses to the Knicks and the 76ers. Kings are now 15-12. and 12. Morgan, how does that sound? Uh, it sounds so good. So good. I did not like the way that I felt in the beginning of that game. And to feel the way that I feel right now on this Wednesday night, I'm just really, I'm, I'm really feeling thankful today. Feeling thankful. It was a tough start for Sacramento. And you look at that first quarter, first of all, no Kevin Herter. He had an ankle, sore ankle, so he sat at Terrence Davis, got the start. And you knew, you knew what was going to happen tonight. You knew that there, uh, Sabonis was going to attract a lot of attention. And because of the Raptors' front line, although long and athletic, I feel like every one of their players is like 6'8 with a 7'5 wingspan, they're going to make life tough, right? They're top in the NBA in deflections and steals. They were throwing stuff at Sabonis. And the Kings were just shooting threes. There was no attacking. They did not have any free throw attempts in the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, they get down 16 points. The defense was kind of a mess. The offense was kind of in a messy situation. And it looked ugly to start this game for Sacramento. Yeah, it was just bad on so many different levels. You look at the way that the Kings were not taking care of the basketball that got me worried because you're already playing a team in the Raptors that are number one in deflections, number one in steals, just a solid defensive team, a long defensive team. I was really nervous at that point. Oh, and, and they didn't have any free throws in that first quarter where I'm like, okay, I know the refs are shit, but you're also not, you're not finding other ways to get into the paint, to get to the free throw line. No. Um, and you're exactly right. And I thought that was part of the problem early, Morgan, is it felt like Sabonis was kicking it out after getting doubled. And it was great. Yeah, kick it back out. You're facing a double team. But it was like first shot attempt, I'm taking. It's first touch. Right when he kicks it out, I'm shooting it. Yeah. And it's like, no, give me a pump fake. You know, drive a little bit. Kick it out. Get that defense moving a little bit. Get them on their heels and create some good looks. And finally, I, I thought in the second quarter, they did a much better job of, hey, Let's get to the free throw line. Let's attack the paint and let's create something that way and have a little more balance to the offense. Yeah, I, I thought they did a, a good job of 
rallying together to find a way to make sure that they were going to play their style of offense and Deuce, a lot of that came from because of the way that De'Aaron Fox bounced back, right? Like the way that Harrison Barnes was being aggressive, crashing the glass. And then obviously DeMontis Sabonis was a beast. So who, wherever and whoever you want to start with, because this night had so many individuals and we can, as we keep talking about this team, um, really talk about the team play from everyone as we talk about each individual is what I'm trying to say. Well, I, I thought tonight, I knew Sabonis was going to bring it, and he has been bringing it all year. He's playing at all-NBA level. And so my attention was to De'Aaron Fox. Coming off a of 5 of 15, he was missing a ton of shots last night, and it was like, man, you had the time off, maybe out of rhythm. I was curious what he was going to look like tonight. And who we saw tonight was the De'Aaron that we saw to start the year, and it was everything. It was attacking. It was hitting threes. It was dropping dimes. It was getting big-time rebounds. He finishes tonight with 27 points. He had 10 assists. He had 6 rebounds and a steal in this game on 9 of 23. He was 4 of 8 from 3, 5 of 7 from the free throw line. And had to fight through frustration. Again, De'Aaron Fox is not getting calls. He continues not to get calls. I mean, he's bleeding at one point in this game. And he kept battling. And I thought he played a hell of a game against the Raptors tonight. Yeah, he the way that he battled through. You know how hard and how deflating it is when you're not getting calls, when you're getting your ass kicked going to the basket. I I get with bigs, like you, we we see them night in night out get hacked on the arms, have to really be physical all game long. But I think sometimes with guards when it becomes obvious when you're getting hacked or uh, something some contact is happening in the paint or even before you're in the paint and it's along the perimeter and shit's not being called. It can be super frustrating. It can be hard to play through it. De'Aaron Fox found a way to not only play through it. He was just doing fantastic everywhere on the floor from the offensive end to the defensive end, uh, the way that he was playmaking. God, I love this bloody shot of <laughs> De'Aaron Fox, but I just talk about the playmaking really quick. 10 assists for De'Aaron Fox tonight. And then crashing the glass also uh, six rebounds. And this is a team with Toronto where they're good at getting those second chance opportunities. I thought De'Aaron did a great job of being one of those guys, understanding point of emphasis, crash, get the rebound. Yeah, the Kings end up with more offensive rebounds, more second chance points, and they crushed Toronto on the boards tonight. It was 50 to 39, Sabonis with 20. 20 of those 50 rebounds. But no, I think Fox need this game. I think some fans needed this game from Fox to make sure he's all right, right? It, it, this is probably his best game he's played in three weeks, you know, and, and before he was starting to go into that funk. So for him to look more like himself and be composed and keep attacking, uh, one of my favorite plays came uh, in the fourth quarter. Here's how it sounded. Uh, from the G-Man as Sabonis picks up rebound number 20 and Fox with a tremendous finish. Gives it up to Siakam inside two minutes to go. Siakam against Fox trying to post up. Misses at the rim. Sabonis has the rebound. It's a 20-20 game for Sabonis second time. Fox in transition creates a tough basket off the dribble and the Kings lead it 118-113. It's their biggest lead of the ball game. What a drive by Fox. Incredible. And that was a big play. Morgan, on a night like this, second I have a back-to-back, -back, everyone talks about, hey, you do need depth, and you do need depth to get you through it. 
But sometimes you got to lean on your horses. You got to lean on your guys. Sabonis tonight played 40 minutes on the second night of a back-to-back. De'Aaron Fox, his second game back, playing in a back-to-back. Some wonder, is he even going to play tonight? He played 42 minutes in this game. And these were uh, physical 42 minutes. This was a lot of intensity. This was back and forth. A lot of energy exerted. He was a monster. And then Sabonis with 21 points, 20 rebounds, and seven dimes. NBA world, wake up. Put some respect on Demonis Sabonis' name. He wasn't just some throw-in when people were acting like the Kings traded Halliburton for his dad, Arvita Sabonis. This guy's a player. He's been a two-time All-Star in the past, and he, this year, is playing the best basketball of his career. It's not just offensively. It's the rebounding, Morgan. It's dominating all facets of the game. It's playing some nice defense at times. He has been unbelievably great for Sacramento and really a huge reason why they're 15 and 12 after 27 games. Huge reason. And you look at just a stat from StatMuse, uh, most 2025 games in Kings history since franchise moved to Sacramento. Mm. Sabonis with three, Chris Weber with three. And Sabonis has only played... 42 games with the Sacramento Kings. It's just, it's pretty phenomenal what he's doing so early on. He's playing his best basketball of his career right now, which is pretty crazy to say because he had some really good times, some really good years, obviously in Indiana. I just think this style of team basketball is, is elevating his game to another level it's elevating everyone else's game around him to another level when you're grabbing 20 rebounds against a long ass team like the toronto raptors it's not only the way that he's grabbing the rebounds it's the way that he's pushing it out the way that he find he found terrence davis on his first three threes because he was pushing it out. He was pushing it up the floor. He knows how to find guys dudes, but he also knows how to just rally the troops and keep everyone going and together. 10 of 13 shooting, by the way, too. Whew. Missed three shots. Missed three shots in this game. 20 rebounds for him. Seven dimes. He did have five turnovers, but ends up being a plus 13 in the game. I thought Terrence Davis stepped up in a big way. Um, I, you know, there were, the, the first quarter was a little up and down. You mentioned the, the, the threes he made, but then I felt like he was settling a bit for threes. That's all he was taking. What I love, yep. though, as the game went on, there was a couple of attacks, and then there was actually a pump fake and then a three. Those are the things you love to see. That just him during a game get a little better. Don't just settle. Can you get a better shot? Can you at least make the defense close out on you hard and get a better look. And that's what the Kings, I think, offensively on this road trip at times, they have struggled. There's too many early shots, too many, yeah, it's open, but is it the best shot? Tonight, I felt like, especially after that slow start in the first quarter, they were starting to get the paint touches again. They were starting to get the ball moving again. And, of course, it helps when you knock down shots. The Kings had 29 assists, and they made 17 of 46 from three tonight. Yeah, I I love the way that they were making their shots from the outside, but you're exactly right. It was the shot selection. It was the way that they were being patient, staying disciplined at toward the end of the game, right? When they realized, oh, we got to go back to playing how we know how to play. And I know we give so much love to Sabonis and the way that he knows how to command an offense, but Deuce, you see it when De'Aaron has that pop, when he has that special spark that Mm -hmm. he has tonight and 
all those other games that we saw him playing at a high level, the team really rallies behind him. Just that, again, that identity, uh, that offense that they play with when De'Aaron is playing at that level as such a threat, not only from the outside, but also being able to just penetrate into the paint. The defenses collapse and it leaves so many guys open. It makes guys think and make the extra pass, make the extra move and take the best shot. And let's not get it twisted. The Raptors needed this win tonight. They had been struggling, right? And they've been really good at home. We were talking about their home record today and they lost this game. So the Kings down in this game, the Raptors had no turnovers at the half. They end up with seven in the second half that turned into 12 points for the Sacramento Kings. The Kings did a better job taking care of the ball in the second half. They had 15 total turnovers that turned into 17 points. But I felt in the second quarter, the game shifted. They were able to close the gap because they got back to playing like their style of basketball, right? I thought the problem at times in this game was defensively. Every quarter, allowing 30-plus points. Uh, going into the third quarter, I told G-Man on the radio broadcast, excuse me, going into the fourth quarter, I told G-Man on the radio broadcast, the Kings can win this game, but they need to hold the Raptors under 30 points. It was looking great for a while. They end up scoring 29 points. So uh, let's just say uh, I was right that time around, but I felt like there, there were too many defensive breakdowns. Maybe, you know, They'd get the initial stop. It would be a second chance. It would be like not having that second effort, right? Look, you have to keep fighting. It's not easy when you, you're you trying to get stops and you're trying to fight things. You got you to gotta keep battling out there. I did think in the fourth quarter, the defense was so much better from the Kings. It was so much more locked in. You're exactly right because you saw so many plays out there when there was just a guy on Toronto that was in that dunker spot getting an easy bucket time after time after time again. And I'm like, where's the rotation? And then there's Scotty Barnes kept getting him on the same post move 800 times. I know. I know. And that's frustrating too. And it's like, well, when are you going to send that double? When are you going to make disrupt and make his life a little harder? And then there's like another time later in the game where you had someone cutting across the paint with the ball and Davion has Siakam up at the top of the key and he should have just shrunk down a little bit more into the paint. They got to understand those two steps make a huge difference with the geometry of the floor. And I just think the Kings, when they're locked in together on that defensive end, great things happen. You saw that uh, late in this game, the effort was there. And hey, after Mike Brown got tossed in that third quarter, <laughs> it was just like a different type of effing energy. Yeah, Mike Brown got tossed at the 909 mark of the third quarter. Here's how it sounded, courtesy of the G Man. And now we're going to get a technical foul call on Mike Brown, and Mike Brown is gone. He just, he got hot. Sabonis got in front of him, and Mike Brown is really enraged. He is in the face of Zach Zarba. Jay Triano, Jordy Fernandez, Doug Christie, Sabonis all steering him out there. And Mike Brown has been ejected. First time as a Kings coach. And he'll take the walk with 9.09 to go in the third quarter. Morgan, that felt like a person who was holding that in for a long time. It was like a volcano erupted on the court in Toronto because... Like, he has been pretty measured in his response to the officials. Hell, and even some of the post-game, like, I, when he's called out the officials, it hasn't even been, like, 
anger, right? More disappointment saying, you know, we're just not getting things and it's got to be better. You know, he's so measured. Tonight, there was nothing measured about it. He was pissed and he had every right to be, you know, like Van Vliet's getting the calls, Fox isn't. And on that specific play, Van Vliet loves using that off arm and he kept using it. He drives and then Davis is called for a foul and he just erupted on the non-staff official uh, Brent Haskell. I thought he was going to fight him at one point dude he was hot we all i think we all did i i was a little worried that no one was stepping in front of it and then beautiful zach zarba was stepping in front and i was like no no don't get in the middle do not touch zarba's face yeah like zarba needs his face but deuce seriously though with all that happening you're exactly right because Van Vliet in that moment or right before that moment, the way that he was chaotically throwing his body and out of control, it was just such, it was so obvious. It was such bullshit that he was getting away with what he was getting away with. I'm not trying to sound like a homer because we've seen things on both teams happen with officiating. We've seen officiating around the league, not be at its best this year. And I think tonight it was like the last straw for Mike Brown and Damn it, did I love every moment of him charging. And if he was going to do it, he was going to do it the right way. You know how sometimes like a guy, when they foul a big and they don't like foul them hard, that was Mike Brown (laughs) fouling a big hard. He was like, oh no, if I'm getting thrown, I'm like giving it all. And I think all of his energy projected into his entire team. Well, the Kings did not shoot free throws in the first or third quarter in this game. They were 9 of 10 the second quarter, shot no free throws in the third quarter either. Then they go to the fourth. They end up getting 10 free throws, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. And one guy that I thought was key down the stretch was Harrison Barnes. Again, I don't know how many times we have to talk about this, but it doesn't matter the game. It seems like when the team needs a bucket, when the team needs to stop settling, the Kings went through a stretch where they were settling a little bit in the fourth quarter. Barnes got the ball in transition, attack, got to the free throw line. And he has been big in that. He was four of four from the free throw line in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I, Barnes making those free throws, I was so nervous. He looked so confident. He looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. He felt good uh, with his shot. He finished, like you said, with the 12 points. But the eight rebounds, some of those boards he was getting were just phenomenal. It was like... He, the will, it was the will to grab the rebound, even if he had to stretch an extra body part in a way that it shouldn't be stretched. Like he was just willing to do whatever it took. I was so, I felt really proud after his performance, after De'Aaron Fox's performance, after Jordy Fernandez even stepping up and just making sure to keep everything normal. I thought it was really interesting too, and I know we're still talking about Harrison Barnes, but I thought it was interesting how Jordy uh, threw Rashawn Holmes in there right away, and then he got that turnover, but then caused a, a turnover to get the ball back and then had the easy two. It was just interesting seeing it from a different coach's perspective yeah. of what they wanted to accomplish in that moment. Yeah, Metsu and Lyles had a very rough first half, and it looked like the Kings couldn't get anything going with Sabonis off the floor, so that was concerning. And, I, you know, I'm curious if Brown had stayed in that game, was Holmes going to end up getting some run? We did not see uh, Namias Keita in this game or Casey Akpala either. Uh, they did not uh, get touches. Um, yeah, I thought HB was big, and he did get the uh, DPOG chain tonight. Defensive player of the game for him. Dude, he was big, man. 
he, he was big. And I, I was really happy about that. After the game, uh, uh, the Kings celebrate Jordy Fernandez's first win as a coach. Um, you won't be able to hear this, Morgan, but I'm going to play it for the people anyway. So uh, here's Jordy Fernandez after the game being greeted in the locker room. Coach fought his ass off. He's gonna have to pay some money, but you guys responded. All right. So in the fourth, in the fourth quarter, we guarded. We got the win. All right. Defensive player of the game. Who's got the chain here? Right here. Siakam, 37% from the field. Wow. I, Morgan, I, I, I know you didn't hear much of that because of how it's set up here. I actually heard most. Okay. So, so many things in that video that I just played that the Kings put out on social media. Jordy was so fired up after that game. There's an enthusiasm with this team that I love, you know? And look, it's not going to be pretty all the time. The last couple of games were hideous. They didn't play how they thought they should play. They were really bad. And there were some bad things tonight. But... You have to deal with adversity sometimes. It's how you handle it. How do you bounce back? The Kings are going to lose games this year. They're going to have losing streaks this year. But how are they going to respond? Tonight, they responded in a big way. And after the game, Jordy's fired up. He's yelling. And his message to the team was that Coach Brown coached his ass off today. Got ejected. He's going to owe some money. But you guys responded. You guarded in the fourth quarter. He awards Harrison Barnes, the DPOG, Defensive Player of the Game, chain. They turn off the lights. Lasers are going everywhere. Everyone is happy. I love it. I love that response. It's a team that likes each other. And I think they are a team that is capable of getting through tough times because of it. And you talk about tough times. You look at tonight. Second night of a back-to-back. No Kevin Herter. Mike Brown gets tossed. You're not getting any mm. calls. And you're coming off of two ugly-ass losses. The way that they responded with all of that adversity thrown at them, Deuce, this is my thing. I think this tells a lot about this team. And I know we can say that after every win, every loss, every uh, uh, certain chunks of games, whatever. But I kept telling you what this road trip would really mean to me, the six-game road trip, you know, fatigue factor, some of the teams that they were facing. And I really think every time that there is a test like there was tonight and then they kept being tested. And in years past, we've seen a King squad not respond in any way, shape, or form. And it is just traumatizing. It is not fun to watch. Every time I feel like this team goes a little bit on the downward slope, they come back up and respond with something super special. And tonight was one of those special performances. That video got me, Morgan. Oh, are you crying? No, I'm not crying. It just gave me like, hey, it's a team. You just feel like you're, the players are chanting light the beam. 
And that's when the lasers are going off. Like, it's not just a fan thing. Like, the, the players are into it. Uh, after the game, Sabonis, uh, I thought, had the perfect quote uh, to the media after the game. By the way, he was asked a question in Spanish and then answered in Spanish, no problem. I wish I knew multiple languages and could play basketball at an all-NBA level. That'd be cool. Um, anyway, his quote was, if it's not hard, it's not fun. Here's what he had to say post-game. Uh, we just knew we had to come out and keep fighting together. You know, uh, this morning, D.C. had a, had a great speech. Um, uh talking to us about no excuses, everything's gonna be hard, you know, and um, if it's not hard, it's not fun, you know? And then during the game, coach got kicked out, you know? God, I got all of us hyped up, you know? And then uh, we, just, we, just, we just had to do it for him, you know? And then Jordy taking, taking the lead over, you know, did a great job. So um, we're just happy for this team to come out and uh, have a great second half. Ooh, he said that, that the Brown getting ejected got them a little fired up. Got them fired up and then he credited Doug Christie with an awesome speech after the uh, before the game today. What's interesting about that, Sabonis said that, but Terrence Davis, who we got to talk about next, he was on post-game with the G-man, Gary Gerald, and he had some very high praise of uh, Doug Christie in that speech. I know in this situation, back-to-backs are part of life in the NBA. Never easy. When you come to Toronto, you got the custom situation, everything that, you know, kind of prolongs the night, but you got to go play. What was... What was the, the thought amongst the club at walk around today what was the the theme of this game in terms of performance effectiveness after basically two clunkers in new york and philly well i mean doug christie doing doing i mean this morning he asked everyone where they're going to be here tonight we signed a certificate before or a banner before the season start all in all in and he said we you know everybody signed it. are we all in and tonight I think all of us was in, man, and it's, it's great. You know, we, this is a great win, good team, man, and uh, we just want to build off of G. When did you find out that you were going to start this game tonight? Uh, probably about probably about 30 minutes before tip-off. And you come out there and you knock down three threes early in this one. You feel like you got it going, right? No, it's always it's always uh, <laughs> great to come in the building you, you, you used to play in and, and be able to knock down some shots, help the team, man. It was great, man. I had fun playing tonight. Uh, the, the start was unexpected, but uh, that's all God, man. I got to give him all the glory. Five threes that you make in this ball game tonight. The Kings knocked down 17 out of 46 attempts after struggling the last few games on this trip from three-point range. How good does it feel to see 124 on the board to go with the W after averaging only 105 and a half on this trip? It's great, man. We know our pace is uh, everything. That's that's what we are, we're built on and getting stops on the on the back end, but. Uh, it was just great to see see the see the shots fall, you know. We've been getting them up. We've been getting great looks the last few games, and uh, to finally see them uh, go down tonight is, is great, man. That's that's what that's what uh you know good teams do. They just keep shooting, and you know soon soon enough they'll fall down. I know you know this city. You gonna do anything special to celebrate tonight? I, I gotta go to my favorite spot tonight, man. <laughs> Cactus Club, the cafe. I got to go. Shout out to Kicks Club, man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, savor it. Enjoy it. Thank you so (laughs) much. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Terrific win. Shout out Cactus Club. What's Cactus Club? Are are they staying in tomorrow? Yes, they're they're staying tonight. They leave tomorrow, which is great. Like, chill. Yeah. Chill tonight. Cactus Club Cafe. I I love it. Premium casual restaurant. Oh. It's a chain. In all fairness, it's a chain. 31 locations throughout Canada. I didn't know. Oh, I didn't know Canada. Terrence. I didn't know Terrence Davis was a chain restaurant guy. I'm more of a local guy, but that's just me. I'm not going to hate on Terrence Davis tonight. Let's talk about what he said. He said Doug Christie had a great speech uh, before the game, asking, "Were you uh, going to be here tonight?" 
We're all going to be here tonight. You guys going to show up tonight? We're all in, right? I love that. It obviously resonated with Sabonis, who mentioned it after the game, and Terrence Davis. Dude, when he was telling G-Man that, I was, I felt like I was connecting with it. Mm. I was, I was feeling that I can only imagine how inspirational Doug Christie is as a coach. I mean, you know him so well. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, and obviously I've gotten to know him over the years and just a fantastic human being. But then as a basketball mind, like you just think about what he can accomplish uh, in his position. It's it's cool to hear that love from him. It's cool that you saw that the coaching staff had to step up, but not only the coaching staff, Terrence Davis getting in, getting in that starting position, not even knowing until 30 minutes before and hitting some big shots right in the beginning. That's what we needed from TD. Terrence Davis in his return to Toronto, 19 points for him in 24 minutes of action. Something else he talked about was the pace. The Kings, I felt like, especially without Fox in the lineup and then even when his first game back, the pace wasn't there. You know, they, they, they got to push. And I felt like the pace at times was unbelievably chaotic tonight. I mean, it was, it was just an up and down game. Yeah. Deuce, at times I was just feeling like, you know, the, the ping pong or whatever, the ball, when it just like bounces back and forth. I'm like, okay, when is this going to slow down for yeah. a second? It just kept going into, to think about your starters on a back-to-back, you already mentioned this, but Sabonis 40 minutes and De'Aaron Fox, 42 minutes, second night of a back-to-back playing at that pace. I felt exhausted. I don't know if you, I think you did. You watched uh, the end of the Celtics-Lakers game last night. I did. You you could feel the exhaustion from some of these guys, especially on the Lakers. Oh, was was AD a little tired? Was he a a little tired at the end? Well, yeah, and they- CNBA. CNBA. Our guys- but you're right. You're exactly right about that. The well-conditioned teams are the teams that yeah, yeah. 
last longer, last in the postseason longer, all these games. Like that's why it's important that guys do play a lot of minutes. So then they do get conditioned to it. So we've talked about every one of the starters except Keegan Murray, who I thought battled tonight. Like it, it got off to a slow start again. The shooting numbers weren't great. I mean, Scotty Barnes was not an easy matchup for him. He got rejected at one point. But I felt like he had some huge deflections late and hit a shot late in this game. He ends up with um, uh, 10 points, 4 rebounds. What do you think of Keegan's game? He also had a block. I appreciate when his his presence is important out there on the floor, whether it's his size at times, whether it's just the confidence that you have with him out there uh, being able to de to defend, but also being an offensive threat. Even if his shot isn't falling, he's a smart player. He's a high IQ player. Um, I really appreciate that about him and not to knock down this guy because Davion Mitchell, that's someone who we've seen struggle. He's the backup point guard. He's the guy that you really do want to, that you want, to step up that you want out there that you want to trust. And my whole point to this is that like the difference is, is Keegan Murray can still kind of lead and he can play, make and do other things. And you can trust him out there, even when he's not scoring a whole bunch of points. Yeah. The bench really struggled tonight, except for Malik Monk. I mean, Davion played just 12 minutes in this game. Uh, Metu played just four minutes. Uh, Lyles ends up with 12. Rashawn got in there, as we mentioned, playing three minutes. Let's talk about Malik Monk because I've been really kind of disappointed with this play lately and not because he's missing shots. Like you're going to go through stretches of a season where you miss shots. I just felt like he wasn't attacking the same. And maybe it's a product of when Fox is not in the lineup, it changes things for him, right? Like, and I know, you know, it depends on the lineups you're playing with and all that. I thought tonight it was like, uh-oh, is he going to start settling again? He knocked down some threes, but then all of a sudden, it was getting to the free throw line. And that was the most exciting thing for me about Malik Monk's game is, yeah, he knocked down his threes. He hit five threes, right? He was six of 13 shooting. But he was seven of eight from the free throw line. And when you have that type of balance, that's my favorite version of Malik Monk. He had 24 points off the bench for Sacramento in 32 minutes. Yeah, I, I, that's the, the disciplined... Malik Monk, you know, the word that I'm kind of describing this team, uh, a lot of the individuals when they have those chaotic moments, but when they play disciplined basketball, Malik Monk is one of those guys when it, it just really is his best basketball and uh, the energy he brings on both ends of the floor is fantastic. But when he takes it to the rack, it's just a different type of energy that elevates the entire team to be like, yeah, actually, I want to feel that too. I want to do that too. Remember that one time when he was uh, going up, trying to follow it up with a dunk and he was like oh, up in the air yes. for like five minutes? He was amazing. I mean, I can't believe that go in. Then he had that dunk later. Yeah, yeah. No, I. there's just certain things, certain moments when he's getting into the paint, that brings something else to this team that other teams can't really stop. You saw at times, it seemed like the Raptors had the all the paint filled with red jerseys. There should have been so many times there was a three-second defense, uh, defensive three-second call on this squad. They were just packing the paint. But Malik Monk would still find ways to get in there, and that's exactly what you need to do instead of settling for those outside shots. And that's what was going wrong in some of those losses.
Can we give some love to the Beam team here tonight? The Beam team in the chat after a win. We got a ton of people watching us live. Shout out to everyone on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, nearly 700 people watching. So make sure to hit the thumbs up button. It just helps our channel grow. That's the biggest thing. You see it if you're on your phone, click that thumbs up button. If you're watching on a desktop, hit the thumbs up. It just helps our channel get more exposure. Same with hitting the subscribe button. All that stuff does is help us grow. And it's a reason, Morgan, that uh, we got the YouTube recap. Over a million views this year on our channel, dude. Just on our YouTube channel. Let's give everyone Thank a hell yeah for everyone. that. Give me a hell yeah. It's like 1.1 million. It's the most dude. views we've ever had. I know. No, it's been it's been a fun, amazing year of obviously everyone just being here, supporting us, supporting each other. It's just like one giant party. I love it. Um, I asked this question to the chat. I have a poll question, but then I asked another question just a minute ago. Uh, okay. Do you feel better after this win? The options, yes, this team is different. A little, go three and three on the road trip. And the other option is, nah, Kangs. 49% uh, of people say, a little, go three and three on the road trip. 48% say, yes, this team is different. 3%, nah, Kangs. Um, the other question I asked Morgan was, what was your favorite part of the game tonight? Is there a play, a player? Do you? What is something that jumped out to you tonight? Um, something that jumped out to me was not only before, Oh, you're, you're okay. oh, what do you see all that? My life, <laughs> what happened? Are you, <laughs> wait, oh, did you do that on purpose? Are you doing, no. a, are you doing a bit? Oh, I hate uh, this shit. Just so you guys know, uh, Morgan's in San Francisco right now at the NBC sports, California studios. Dude, this shit, God, it just, and I know I shouldn't cuss so many times, but it freaks me out. I don't like being in a dark room. Hey, well, it looks lit up right there. Well, yeah, because I just lit it up and I put it on my phone because I'm a scared little wuss. Uh, it's okay. You're just at a TV I'm, station. I'm You're not in a haunted house. Dude, every time it freaks me out. Like I what? Just... What? Like, I, do you know my mother? She writes thrillers and oh, she's freaky as shit. But here's the thing, Morgan. If someone broke in the NBC Sports and like tried to kill you, it'd be on a live stream right now. We'd be able to convict the person right away. All the lights click back on. Yeah, someone probably heard you crying. Uh, anyway I'm, oh anyway okay favorite so, part of favorite tonight <laughs> sorry 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 okay so favorite moment um i know he was playing well before this happened but when De'Aaron fox was bleeding and just playing through with the dripping blood i was like bleeding everywhere fox is there's something really cool about it because it just made him look like even tougher. Um, I saw on Twitter, uh, Chris Biederman tweeted out deer and Fox required two stitches for the cut near his left eye. He sounded like he's determined not to wear a Band-Aid like his teammate Malik Monk did earlier in the year. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, it, you know what? I'm going to say it, Fox, you should wear a Band-Aid. It's a good gimmick. It was a fun thing. So do it. What if his wife makes him wear it? And That'd be great. She's the one that was like promoting yeah. the Band-Aid. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anyway, that was like my, that was like my favorite thing was just De'Aaron Fox, his bounce back game, bleeding from his face, playing through it, just the toughness that he brought. Phenomenal. <sighs> my favorite part. Yeah, what was yours? It's tough to pick one singular moment. Well, pick one. I like the Mike Brown ejection. Oh, me too. I mean, for me, it was 
almost overdue. We had said at some point during the season, hey, can he get a technical? Like, get mad. And he erupted tonight. And I think it was something he needed to do. And coaches will do that sometimes if their team's not playing well. They're irritated. They just want out. I think he was frustrated because he wanted this game and he felt like the officiating was crap. And he he felt like, I got to stick up for my guys here. Like, we need this win. And right now, we are getting out of rhythm because of what is happening. And I need to send a message. You know, it was, he got probably more hot than he would have liked. And I'm sure he's going to see the replay tonight and go, ah, I probably shouldn't have gotten that hot. But you know what? It happened. And it happens. For a guy who's been so measured yeah. in his criticism this year, I'm I zero problem. I thought it was a great, great moment of the game. Message was received. Yeah. But not only that, I think you saw in that uh Jordy Fernandez video after the game, he's right behind there. He's he's one of the guys like just pumped, you know, patting him on the back, like excited. So yeah, like all of that happened out of that was good. And if the Kings didn't battle back, if they didn't get the win. It it would have been it we would be talking about it being frustrating, but at the same time, him the overall principle of him uh standing up for his guys and then vibing off of that energy was absolutely fantastic. I loved that moment. I asked the chat this. Let's see what they had to say. Um, let's see. Question What was your favorite part of the game tonight? Sabonis blocking Fred Van Vliet. That was a big play. That was a very big play. Okay. And Van Vliet was, how good was Van Vliet tonight? So many tough shots. I know he, there's stuff he got away with, but that guy was unbelievable. Dude, and he's been up and down a little bit more this season. So it sucks yeah. when he has that type of game against the Sacramento Kings after they had just lost two straight against the Orlando Magic. But um, again, he got to his spots and he looked fantastic at times it was hard anyone would have had a hard time stopping him tonight a lot of people uh <laughs> commenting about the lights going out so i'm trying to scroll back up to see uh what else uh people had to say um malik's assist to sabonis was my favorite part the level of difficulty and precision to do that through traffic was amazing great yeah point. Absolutely. that was that you got the great version of malik monk tonight the all-around game free throws hitting shots setting up teammates that was big uh, yeah. The offensive rebound kick out to Monk for the th for three in the lead was big. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see here. Make sure I'm seeing if I'm missing everything. Anything else? Someone mentioning Mike Brown's ejection. Someone else said that the ejection was gimmicky. I didn't think it was a gimmicky thing. I I didn't. I felt like that was super authentic. Like he lost his mind. It just he there was he, he saw red. Deuce. There was nothing. Like I felt like one of his first texts of the season yeah more more like the whole hey i'm trying to show something this one was pure frustration for his guys like it wasn't even for himself what it do you think he did in the locker room on that final play when van vliet pushed off fox punched a wall <laughs> mike brown shows up next game with his fractured hand he's got a cast on what happened mike I would have played. Wait, I, did we see him in that video? What? That's and why the, I, I, I you said, said that to I'm you. Like, my bad. I've been doing it. You know what? Hey, Morgan, can I apologize? You know, that Dude. happens sometimes because I, Morgan, this is the problem with the growth of the podcast a little bit. 
you know, when we first started this, when you get like 20 people watching us live, you can read the chat. There's chats. There's like 8 billion people here watching live. I'm trying to engage with them. You know, I'm trying to multitask. And I, let me apologize to you. I, I missed that part. I was doing other things. Rule number one of broadcasting. Listen to your partner. It's the best <laughs> thing you can do for a show, Deuce. Morgan, I'm going, yeah. I'm going to remember that. I, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to remember that. That is noted. That is absolutely noted. Because you're right. There's not been a time in the history of doing the podcast together, broadcast together, TV, radio, podcasting, play-by-play, that you always just listen to me the entire time, don't you? 100% because I get scared you know if I'm not listening yeah, yeah. to you. You know what, Morgan? The Morgan. disappointment that no, no. beams out of your eyeballs mm, if I'm mm, not listening yeah, to you yeah. beams. Right. You know what? That's what? how I feel about it. Go you yourself. <laughs> you make me sick. Uh, oh, someone said, yes, Brown is in the video. Okay, good, good. I, I already said that. <laughs> You, you said he was? I thought you said you just mentioned it. I No, I told, I said, I said, I was like, wasn't he in the video too behind Jordy Fernandez patting him on the back? Oh my God. I was so locked into Jordy's eyes. I didn't even know. <laughs> Screw all of you. Uh, Mike says, I'm always patient. She's a patient co-host. Um, Be well. So says, nice crew neck, Mo. I have the same one. Dude, we got... 20% off right now on Ducemo.com. Yeah. Um, look over there. It says 8 billion viewers. I've told you a million times not to exaggerate. It's <laughs> just a joke. It was just a joke. We appreciate everyone watching us live right now, so make sure to hit that thumbs up button. Um, next up for the Sacramento Kings, Morgan, the Pistons. We need to talk about that game in just a second. We should mention that tonight's podcast presented by Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate. Morgan, uh, if someone's looking for a house why should they hit up joey reagan your awesome amazing brother over at lion real estate well one he's a huge kings fan and he just loves the beam so that's one reason but two oh he actually knows a shit ton about sacramento he it has already helped other deuce bags and mo rons with their homes selling their homes buying their homes with them and i think for everyone out there if you're just looking for someone that is helpful, that you could just throw anything at, it's Joey. Because it's not about transactions. It's about relationships. And trust me, if you work with Joey, you become friends with Joey. That's what happens with everyone. So go to his website, jreagan.golion.com. That's jreagan.golion.com. You can also call or text him at 916-412-4592. That's 916-412-4592. License number 0212807. Zero. We should also mention that, oh, let's go to Deuce and Mo's website because it looks so nice. Let's click on merch because Morgan mentioned it. We are having our holiday sale right now. If you go to deuceandmo.com, click on merch, you can get 20% off your order by using Holiday 20. We've got t-shirts. We got coffee mugs and beer glasses and stickers and crew necks and hoodies. Logos from the OG one to the NWO style to even the new logos, a Tower Records version of the logo. The night chat, crew neck, zip up. We got it all. Just go to deucemo.com. Use holiday 20. You'll get 20% off your order. We're keeping that going through the new year. Appreciate everyone's support of the podcast. Um, Morgan Reagan, 
Final game of the road trip coming up. The Pistons. I just just saw someone um, in our chat say, hey, do we know if Kevin Herter will be playing in that game? You know, I I don't know. I I don't know how severe this was. You know, there was some thought he was maybe going to be able to go in this game today. I mean, Terrence Davis found out like 30 minutes before the game that he was not going. So um, I think there is a shot he goes. He was questionable most of the the game. So, you know, maybe on the second night of a back-to-back, they thought, you know, it's not 100%. Let's just trust what we have and we have guys who could step up so maybe he'll be able to get, give it a go um nonetheless the kings are taking on a pistons team that did get a win they won today they beat Dude. the charlotte hornets in overtime 141 to 134 killing hayes who's stringing together some nice games recently he is yeah, yeah. what's up with that no it's not even what's up with that like he's He's a, he's a good player. He can, he can figure it out. We saw what he did against the Kings as well. And then you had Burks uh, finish with 27 points. And it's funny because I say that, but like I, I watched him against Dallas and he had a really big, big game in their overtime win. Um, yeah. Since that game, he had 13 points, six points, 17 points, five points and five points. Uh, but Wait, tonight he had 25 points. Yeah. Wow. I didn't really, <laughs> that's so funny because the few games that I've watched yeah. of him, I'm always like, okay, like, wow, he's been playing well. And you saw Marvin Bagley's coming off the bench too. They yeah. have Durant in the starting lineup. Bagley only played 10 minutes in this game. Um, so they won 141 to 134. They are just eight and 22 on the season. Uh, one guy who was back, who did not play against Sacramento the first go around was Isaiah Stewart. And we know that guy's tough. He gets rebounds. He had 19 and 11 in this game. Uh, Jalen Duran, the rookie that you just mentioned, 19 rebounds. 19 yeah. rebounds. Um, it's a game where, you know, so many people talk, it's the final game of a road trip. It's tough. You know, everyone's itching to get home. I just don't want to hear it, man. Like, yeah, it's tough. This is the NBA. It's not supposed to be easy. And you just have to go win that game. You're a better team than the Pistons. You do not lose that game. Now, it doesn't mean you take them lightly at all. The last time they were in Sacramento, you had to put up a fight. You know, they scored 129 points in that game. So they don't have Cade Cunningham. We know that. But he didn't play in that last game either. So, you know, you have to grind that one out, grind it out. But just go take care of business and you win that game. It's a 3-3 and road trip. Yeah, they're the Pistons are eight and twenty-two, and you can look at their record. You can look at a lot of things. The guys that they don't have playing, who's playing well, who's not. It it's the NBA. Yeah, look around the scoreboards, and you see some weird games. You don't want it to be one of those weird games for you. You don't want them to get things going. You got to make sure that you are trying to continue what you finish this Raptors game with. Now, if De'Aaron Fox is tired after coming back from his injury and then playing 42 minutes in the second night of a back-to-back, then other guys have to step up. We've got to see more from Davion Mitchell. Keegan, you know, I think, again, I like what we're seeing from him just out there on the floor. If he can contribute more on the offensive end, that would even be better. But I think guys like Davion coming off the bench, um, Lyles, if you're going to come in, you got to make sure you're being efficient with your minutes. So they, that's a Friday game. And then they 
don't play again until Monday against the Hornets. So the next two look like kind of winnable games for Sacramento. Again, you don't take them lightly or anything like that. Also, shout out to the chat who alerted me. Bagley actually left the game tonight. So that's why I only played Ooh. 10 minutes. He had right knee soreness and did not return. So um, hopefully everything's okay with that, man, because it's just, that's tough. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, you're right. Everything you just said is right. It's the NBA. Anything can happen. And we're seeing such weird things in the NBA. We talked about it last night. But even tonight, you know, Orlando, Orlando won again. They beat Atlanta. You know, in the first quarter, they put up 50 points on the Hawks tonight. It was 50 to 22 after Damn. one quarter. Now, the Hawks responded with a 40-piece in the second. But the Hawks ended up losing that game. Tonight, Steph Curry was on fire. He had 38 points. He left the game with a shoulder injury, um, and the Pacers beat them tonight. So yeah. that's something to monitor, and hopefully Steph's all right. Um, you Dude, cle- Pacers cle- were up like 20 at the half, <clears throat> too, by the way. No, I thought – was that was that right? Yeah. No, I was watching. The guys were here doing the show in Studio A, so I was, like, out there watching a little bit, and um, it was 71-51 Pacers were up. And it was just like it, the, the Warriors right, did a good job of battling back in that one, especially with Steph Curry out, but they just couldn't get it going. Yeah, that is, whew, that's crazy. Yeah, so Steph was having a big night, but Pacers ended up winning that game. Uh, elsewhere tonight, Cleveland had been disappointing. They went to Dallas and got a big win in the, in the game, 105 to 90. Deuce, I was listening to another national podcast and I love it. They were kind of talking about Dallas the way that we were talking about them. Just confused and like you don't know exactly what they are and you just don't love watching them play. Their style of basketball is just very strange with Luka Doncic. And um, yeah, just Dallas is just a weird team. Don't understand their identity. So the Cavs, that good for them for pulling that one out. Any other final thoughts on this game, Morgan, before you have to drive back to Sacramento? We, by the uh, way, we, we're, we're trying to condense this a little bit. How long have we been on tonight? Just over an hour. Morgan does have to drive back to Sacramento from San Francisco, so just have to be nice. Yeah, no. But thanks. any final thoughts on this one? Is there uh, anything else we failed to mention or final thoughts from this Kings win? Um, Gosh, I don't really think there was anything that we failed to mention. I mean, you could go over stats like fast break points, 31 for the Kings, only 16 for the Raptors. And really that 31 just goes to the way that the Kings did a great job of pushing the pace, playing their style of basketball, their identity. I just love that they look so much more like themselves tonight. De'Aaron Fox playing through the blood, playing through the beat up body, looking good. No Kevin Herter. Um, I love this team. I love the energy that they bring. And I just feel really, I, I feel Sacramento proud tonight. I think the one thing I want to mention is that I think Toronto and Nick Nurse, who's a great coach, threw a billion different looks at Sacramento. They threw random zones. They were tripling Sabonis at times. Um, they were switching at times. And Sacramento handled it. And that was a good sign. I would say the biggest thing for me would just be that I think there's some defensive stuff they have to clean up. And a lot of it is just second effort. It's communication breakdowns. It's some of the stuff you're talking about with the dunker spot. So clean that up because those are the type of things that can come back and bite you when you're not knocking down 17 threes. But all in all, 
great win. They battled. That was a big time win. Although some people in the chat are saying, was it actually a win? Because we didn't get Morgan. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let's see if it, it's working here. Let me. Arm the laser. Arm the laser. I did not mean to play it twice. Should I do it again because I messed it up? Yeah. It's like a couple mess ups by me tonight. Might have to point at me when to go because oh, I feel okay, like I right. don't hear her at all the right. end. All right, here we go. Morgan, I, I feel like we missed one thing tonight. Uh, let, let's try to do it right now. Arm the laser. Arm the laser. Begin laser initiative. Fire the laser. <laughs> It's so funny. It just doesn't hit the same when you're gone. It, it, like it, the laser part kind of cut out a little bit because, you know, you don't have a great mic. No, it's fine. Don't. <laughs> also, uh, shout out to Jordy Fernandez. Great energy. Love that guy. I thought he did a great job in the role uh, tonight filming for Mike Brown. I honestly don't give four fucks about what anyone <laughs> says. I love the shit out of that man. Okay, Morgan, reference that because Jordy Fernandez once said, I don't give four fucks about winning or losing. It's about how you win and how you lose. And then, you know what? He would say, we got a game against the Pistons on Friday. Fucking business trip. <laughs> Let's uh, go ahead. Are we getting in a plane? Let's go ahead and start the plane. Turn the fucking jets on. Turn the fucking jets on. All right, that's enough fun. We love you guys so, so, so much. Make sure to hit the thumbs up on the way out. Uh, spread the word. We love you guys, but we got to go. You all have the best night ever. We'll see you Friday night. See ya. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.